Crusaders charging through the centre. Musk Crusader from last. A miraculous get out of jail. But never been kissed in front from Hinged and never been kissed. Puckers up for the photo and the flight stakes. What at a half length of the fast finishing Hinged. His private eye right down the outside. Arameo Delasan and Private Eye. Private Eye swapping them. Regan Bayless punches it out and Private Eye won the Epsom. Modophilia from Untaught. Modophilia and Todd bothered the hedge going down to the wire and it's desperately close in the Metropolitan. Hello everyone, welcome to Thoroughbred Weekly on this Sunday morning. Uh, a couple of big day, a, a couple of big names uh, got Group Ones yesterday. Regan Bayless a double. What a day for him! But this man, Hugh Bowman, reached the ton. 100 Group Ones in his career. Uh, he joins George Moore, Jim Cassidy, Damien Oliver. Hugh Bowman becomes the fourth. Only four have reached 100 Group One wins. Winks gave him. 25 of those. And the man who gave him his Group 1, David Payne, knows what it's all about. He's already trained over 100 Group 1 wins. We don't know the official number. David Payne doesn't know the official number. That's your homework, Lizzie. Yes. To go back and find out how many David Payne has officially trained and maybe ridden in his career. Yeah. But what about Huey? 100. Well, it's definitely a milestone moment and a moment he'll never forget. And he's, he's, he's a laid-back character and I, I, I think he really felt the moment yesterday and he was disappointed that he, he couldn't share it with a lot of people. Mm. Um, but it's, he hasn't finished yet. He could go right to the top by the yeah. time he's finished his career. Who knows? Mm. He, he could get to that 122 or 126 or whatever it is of George Moore's and be the king of the castle. Mm. Um, but a marvellous achievement. Um, mm. Obviously, Winks helped along the, on the way, mm. but you need champions to help you get to the, all these group ones. All the other jockeys have had them. Yes, that's right. Yeah, and, and not only achieving what he's been able to achieve, but he really referenced, as you mentioned, the fact that he wants to keep going and get to that consistency he was at well when he was riding Winks. But I also, as much as it's wonderful to see Hugh Bowman achieve a milestone, I think David Payne needs all the accolades that he you know come his way he's ridden group one winners he's trained group one winners in south africa he had two runners yesterday and they both won and he's trained nine group one winners here and he is a, a very very good trainer very mm -hmm. smart trainer he doesn't buy you know big purchase price horses and he gets them the best out of them so he has just been at the top of his game his whole entire career marvelous to your point hugh bowman acknowledges he's he hasn't been the same since winks it's a, it's a big hangover, but he's but he's driven, isn't he? He's driven to to get back there. Oh no doubt, you know any jockey worth his salt would be wanting to get to the top and, uh, and stay there. It's hard to stay there. It's very hard to stay there. And when you say he's, they're looking for more consistency, consistency comes when jockeys are getting a better class of ride. When they're just riding the second stringers, it's hard to keep that consistency going. When you're on picking. Six and seven favourites like James McDonald's. It's easy to be consistent, um, and the and the you know get the strike rate up. As everyone looks at these strike rates, you know you can spin the strike rates to suit yourself. Um, but he'll be back. You know he is back. He's he's, he's 
one of our leading jockeys. There's no doubt about it. It's just, it's all about McDonald at the moment. Yeah. Consistency comes also when you ride at the midweeks and the provincials and it's very hard. We've had this for, for I'm, we are very fortunate that we've been able to keep working, but to keep going through COVID, we won a golden slipper with no crowds. Yes. He's a bit of an extra, he likes, he loves people. Showman. He's his showman. And I think that's probably something that we we know ourselves we've got to bring ourselves up for the races when there's no one around and knowing that people are at home watching it it's it, you can't describe it you you see a, a great moment like that when Huey Bowman comes back after a hundred group one wins um, we've only seen it in our lifetime uh, three times George Moore didn't officially ride a hundred group ones when he rode there weren't there was no such thing as Group 1s, but on a count back, of course, he rode all those feature winners. But it's hard to describe. It, it, it is a really empty feeling to, to celebrate something as good as that with no one around. There was a couple of fairy claps when Hugh Bowman <laughs> come back. That's, that's not real. It's not real. But and you, and you can't go out and celebrate it even in your own right. That's right. And there's Regan Bayless. Now, let's talk about Regan Bayless. A, 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 a coming out for Regan Bayless in Sydney. He's ridden three group ones before yesterday, but to do it in his new home mm. of Sydney, he wants to make the toughest, the toughest place anywhere at the moment. And back to back as well. Yeah, it's a yeah. big day. That's a big day. I had a chat with him afterwards and he said, I knew when he won on in, in the flight stakes, never been kissed. And then he said, I knew I had like my best chance all day was private eye and the Epsom. And I knew I had to just get myself together and focus because this was the best chance that I had of winning a group one. And I could really put these, you know, win two group ones on the day. But could I really do it? Could I really win two group one races in the toughest school in Australia and he went and did it and he said he's after I saw him later he said I still haven't I still actually cannot believe that I've been able to do this I've been able to achieve it and on one of our feature days as well um, there's no doubt about it Epsom days a big day so uh, this was a huge training uh, effort from Joe Pride who's just training the house down at the moment and he's had confidence in this horse all the way through to say that no, he'll be right. He'll peak on Epsom Day and Golden Eagle Day. And look at him stretch out here. Wet, dry. This track wasn't affected yesterday. They run fast times all day. We get a couple of little showers. But um, he was terrific. And he, he trains on now. And he is a terrific hope in that Golden Eagle. Arameo. He got held up for 50 metres. But, geez, uh, Alicia presented him at the right time. I thought he was going to win. I thought he was terrific, Dallas Ann. He was ridden forward aggressively. They went really fast up front and he was the only survivor by lengths and lengths and lengths of all those uh, horses on speed there. Um, no real excuses for Hungry Heart. She's just probably looking for a little bit further now. Uh, a tissue, Bonnie Little Mare. Now Ice Bath, um, the more you look at her, she was going as well as Private Eye. Uh, where he had momentum and she did not have momentum. So, unfortunate, she's just jinxed to, to, to win a big one. It's got to be there somewhere. Yeah. It's got to be there. I, just, I was reading the comments from Robbie Dolan and he said, she nearly fell over out of the gates, ended up at the rear of the field. I probably should have tried to get to the outside a bit more, but uh, as she started travelling amongst horses, unlucky not to be closer. You know, we have another look at that last 200 metres there. She, she's just got nowhere to go. And she's got a lot to offer. And when she gets a little 
glimpse of, of, of where she's uh, of getting a run. And look at her here. She's back there and uh, inside of Private Eye the winner and she's, she's revving up at the same time and I think she's got as much to offer as him. And then the door shuts with Hungry Heart and Moanga shifting ground. And then again, comes between them, stops, has to go underneath them. And then he's off and gone out wide and she's being held up, held up, held up. And you watch when she gets a little sniff of it late here. She wants to go charge the line as well as the winner. So I can make a legitimate excuse for her. And a special mention to Moanga there. He was wide, no cover, chase, 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 the whole race there. I thought his effort was exceptional. So those Golden Eagle runners, um, a serious, they're, they're the serious lot there in that, yep. that proper race. Yep. They've gone hard, they've run fast time, and it's a proper Ramwick mile, that. Well, Joe Pride's going to try and do what Chris Waller did with Colding. Not only Epsom a Golden Eagle, but Queensland Guineas mm -hmm. Epsom yep. Golden Eagle. And both those horses, Ice Bath, well, the three of them and Moanga, they all can handle it wet and dry. They've got nearly every base covered there. A special mention to another horse there who improved out of sight. I thought he was going to nearly win on the turn. Lions Roar. He, he went hopeless first up, and I thought he went much better there second up, and he's still got improvement to come, that horse. Yeah, he does. He's, he's just taken a lot longer to get fitter this time around. He's a lot bigger horse, and I think that that's been one of his downfalls. He just hasn't quite... Uh, he's, they've probably been a little bit behind the eight ball with him. Mm. I loved uh, some of the reaction from Joe Pride, and his, he said, I couldn't help but give him a cheer in my lounge room. My old boss, John Size, was a statue when he watched races, and I would think, how does he do that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I think he also went on to say, if I, if I can't cheer one home, I'm going to hand him my license. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to get excited. Um, well, uh, we're going out of order here. Uh, here's Regan Bayliss. Uh, we'll get to him after his second group one on the day. Uh, and Orla Pearl was there representing Joe Pride. Joe Pride couldn't be at Ramwick. He's in an LGA of concern. He's locked down and he hasn't been able to attend uh, Ramwick for many, many weeks. So he had to watch it from home. But Orla Pearl was there representing the stable. It was truly incredible. It really was. Um, well, I'm shaking. You should be. You should be. I just wish Joe was here for this. It was, it was just incredible. It's like, and Regan rolled him perfectly. It's been the setup, though, hasn't it? It's been concentrating on this yeah. race, getting yeah. to the Epsom. Yeah. And Joe knew he had it. He was so confident coming into it. It's just brilliant. It was all, you know, everyone's watching the weather, how yeah. the track's going to play, but that no. horse was spot on today. Yeah. yeah, it's 100%, and that's how he wins. That's, he sits quietly in the back and then just flies home. He looked like he was, he, he had that good horse uh, a nature about him. When he started winning, yep. he, he looked like, well, he could go to the next step. He can go to the next step. And he hasn't stopped improving. No, he's, it's, it really is. And he's such a, he's just a wonderful horse to deal with too. You haven't got to the Golden Eagle yet? No, not yet. It's worth seven and a half million. <laughs> we'll be there, don't worry. <laughs> Good on you. <laughs> Thank you. I've been in Sydney 12 months. It was, a, it was a massive move for me. Been in Melbourne my whole career. Then to sort of go to Hong Kong and then come to Sydney and try and re-establish myself. And um, it's been a lot, of, a lot of work, but I wouldn't be where I am here today without Joe Pride. He's one that really sort of backed me in Sydney from an early age. And was the, sort of the trainer that was putting me on sort of good chances in town. and. I was able to capitalise on a couple of those opportunities and just love this horse, Private Eye. Um, he's been set for the race. Joe knows how to set a big one um, to peak on the, on the day and um, 
She's going to be mighty hard to beat in the Golden Eagle as well. I, I was talking to your partner, Sheridan, and she said your weight's perfect. Everything's really good at the moment. And you look as though you've, you've got the eye of the tiger and you're really making every post a winner. Yeah, exactly. My weight's never been better in my whole career. I'm walking around 54 kilos and rode 52 and a half today. And um, things are just going great. It's just going to take a little bit to sink in today's efforts. But... Um, <laughs> Just tremendous and um, just want to, my grandma's been real crook at the moment so that'll give her a um, big kick and um, I know my dad and all my family will be watching me, they'll be proud as punch. The entire Bayless family. Um, yeah. Just Alicia, she um, uh, copped a suspension as well, so mm. that's in that race. Welcome to first grade champ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not very nice. She rode, I thought she rode really well. She did. Yeah. I'm a big really well. big she will fit into Sydney. If she chooses to stay in this Sydney bubble, she will fit in nicely. Um, let's go back now. Here's Regan Bayless' first Group 1 win of the day uh, on Never Been Kissed in the Flight. Uh, it was another, it was back-to-back -back, uh, Group 1 wins for Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott, having taken the Golden Rose within the Congo the week before. And as Adrian reminded me after the race, it's back to where it began. This was their, this race provided Gay and Adrian with their first ever Group 1 win together with Global Glamour. Yeah, wow. And there's no fluke in this win either, because she's won three of four now, and she, when you go back, I know it's always easy to go back and, and say, how did I miss that? Her run in the, in the T-Rose was excellent. She was wide had legitimate excuses, she had a beautiful strong pedigree about her and she gets the job done. I just don't know how the, these three-year-old fillies are playing with my mind. I don't think they're very good. <laughs> I, think they're, I think they lack, a, lack class. Every, there's been a change in every single horse that has won each mm -hmm. and every leg of the Princess series and it is impossible to her see any consistency. Agree, and uh, it's, but it's not just Sydney, it's in Melbourne as well. You know, they're, they're just all over the place, these fillies. Usually we've got one or two dominant fillies. Hinge was great, missed the start and charged through there late. Uh, I, I hate doing the form in these races, it's not standing up and you think it's a different situation every three-year-old field you pick up. Three-year-old fillies field, she's all class, uh, forgetful prep, she bled both nostrils, unfortunately. Chill, fought on well again, four meals moves ahead up there, didn't finish off. Mallory didn't run a mile, Bowman says. Um, yeah, I don't know. Interesting backstory uh, to this race was Regan Rhodes star Tonte in the Golden Rose, and I think he was keen to, after that run, he was keen to stay with her, backing up, and uh, Gay, uh, he, she was, he was booked for never being kissed, and Gay said no. I could imagine, right I, I could imagine if he rung Gay, what Gay would say. Cause just what, what would she say? Well, she would say, listen, son, <laughs> you're going to ride a lot more winners for me than you're going to ride for Robert Heath. <laughs> <laughs> He's in Brisbane. Uh, That's right. <laughs> I'm in Sydney. <laughs> you and this, yeah. get to this stage, yeah. and, you know, it, was never a chance of me getting off. Yeah, no. and do your top button up and get a haircut. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Very good. She's always right. And this man, Adrian Bott, as oh, well. Oh, yeah. He is, the future is in good hands. Yes. In very good very hands. Very good hands. He's there, he's just, he's just slotted into training yep. perfectly. Such a gentleman. He's there every single day, places the horses really, you know, quietly ambitious. Mm -hmm. He doesn't sort of, you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't sort of see it on the outside, but he quietly sort of moses along and he's got a great team around him yeah, as well. A great fit, a great fit. Uh, let's go and hear from him. Adrian Bott, uh, they've got 13 together now. Uh, Gay, on top of that, 
134 Group 1s in her own right, plus the 13 together with uh, Adrian. And uh, this was Regan Bayliss after his first Group 1 win of the day. Yeah, just felt she was going to be a nice filly once she got out to this sort of trip. Um, she, she didn't quite have the brilliance of, of these fillies. Um, or, or I, I guess she was only starting out her career this preparation, so she wasn't quite seasoned enough to be taking them on in the, in the shorter, sharper trip. So we're able to link in once she got over a bit further. Thought she ran very well in the T-Row. She was unfortunately caught wide and covered plenty of ground and you know, they weren't making too much ground that day. I thought she stuck on very well. So getting out to the mile, which is what she needed and a, a, a nice soft draw helped her today. And yeah, she was, she was excellent. And for the Chittix, she is a real Kiwi. Yeah, she certainly is. And always sort of had that confidence in her coming here that being uh, bred out in New Zealand and off such a great farm, she would always have that great constitution, that great foundation to to come here and run it, run it, run a strong mile race. So fantastic to get a result for the for the team there, for the stallion Tavachi, uh, for everyone involved. Fantastic to have an opportunity to train such a nice filly. Obviously, I had a lot of success early on in my career and um, got three Group Ones quite quickly with sitting on a hook, good all like Red Kirk Warrior. But it's unbelievable. I've just been working hard. I've gone through the ups and downs and based myself in Sydney, and it's been a great 12 months, but a tough 12 months, and um, getting great support from Waterhouse and Bot and. Um, you know, this filly won brilliantly today. It was a great effort and very happy. We put her in the box seat, switched off beautiful for me. Um, just at the top of the straight, we sort of come to the outside of um, four moves ahead to heels and when I give her a slap down the shoulder, she really come up underneath me and um, really toughed him out towards, um, towards the end. Okay, welcome back. Uh, still to get to Hugh Bowman and his 100th career group one on Montefilia, but uh, first to Mask Crusader in the premiere. Uh, he made a statement yesterday. It could have been very unlucky. Luck's a fortune. Yep, he got the job done and put his name back up in lights if they weren't already. He's right on target as far as the, t the perfect timing's concerned. Now, it's not uh, probably like the shorts. I think that's obviously the stronger lead-up. We, you know, we've got a very bunch field here, and they did, um, they did go out pretty hard. He beat Standout and Embracer. Well, there you go. Yeah, exactly. So he's gone well. I still think he, he's... He, he... Oh, he's a very good horse, and he's gone well, but the, the glaring oh. fact is he's not going to be able to race that way to win an Everest, is he? I mean, it's just, you need so much more luck than that. Rothfire looked like he was hanging, and if he hadn't have hung, if he went around them, does he win the race? Mm. Um, yeah, a good question. But I still think that he's got more to offer, but that all comes down to conditions on the day, how's the track gonna play, how's he gonna jump? If everything goes completely right for him, he can win the Everest, but how often does that happen in racing with yeah. back markers? How many say, well, you make your own luck in this game. So, look, he's a live wire chance. I've got him right up there, but uh, only because I, I, I can see the progression with him. They, I, I got the shock of my life when I saw him in the yard. You weren't there the first up. I thought, God, <laughs> you've had a run back. And then they clipped him down yesterday, and he's going to just blossom in two weeks' time. Yeah. No, but there's no. Is that the form? Yeah. You're right. Is that the form? You were nearly right with that standout. I'd been tipping him for two years, and I just said, no, he's, got, he's completely gone. <laughs> Um, he's a dry track. 
bone dry. Embrace it, yeah, it has to be bone dry, exactly. Embrace it, wait for age. He's been running well with 53 on his back in good races. He was better lost than running. He was a lot he was better, better, yeah. He, he wide no cover, they went quick. He still got ground to make up. I, I did have a chat to John O'Shea because I had I asked him I haven't didn't see your horse first up and he said the the weight discrepancy from him first up previous preparations to what he is this time around he is a naturally quite a heavy horse so he's naturally done quite well in between those breaks and I think that that showed the fact that he'd made so much improvement John could equate that to the fact that he had trimmed up as well weight wise so he's heading in the right direction and obviously they think there's more to come from him and that's what Hugh Bowman said after the race he said the amount of improvement that he's made from one run to this run and there's still more to come I think he's back on track mm. so that's up to up to the punters to decide whether that's the case but that's what the jockey and trainer thought are they in trouble with Rothfire you know I know he was brilliant first up I thought and then I think Tim Shelley was hanging yesterday. You know, yeah. hanging usually His means there might be a little. Quote problem. was, um, I expected a little bit more from him. We'll see how he's pulled up. Well, we'll come back to Rothfire. Let's go and hear from uh, Tommy Berry first of all after Mask Crusaders win. Yeah, I felt um, John's hands around my neck just loosen <laughs> when that run came. So um, it was nice. He hasn't had the best of luck this horse, and he's not the best. He jumped okay today, but he still didn't muster speed. I never travelled really for most of the race. They did go quite quick, but. Because I wasn't going, you know, he, he didn't, he wasn't dragging me up to the corner. I let him cut the corner and come through him a little bit, and he sprinted very well. But I tell you what, he's got improvement. This guy, he had a good blow when he pulled up. His run sort of just started then coming to the line. So I think Hawks is just doing what they do and making sure he's ready on the big day. A couple of times I tried to ride him like the old grey horse. Um, it was, I realised how easy it was when I was riding him now because you could just go back and look at the field, but. This guy, he's no Chautauqua, this guy. He's a very good horse, but you, you don't get horses like Chautauqua coming around very often, and I've had to learn that, so I cut the corner on him today. I hope for a bit of luck, and it, it worked out, thank God. Is he going to need a lot of luck in an Everest? Oh, he's definitely going to need luck with the way he races, but that's why he doesn't win every time. But when he gets his luck, he's, uh, he's always there. All right, now we're hearing that Tim Clark is going to ride Wild Ruler hmm. in the Everest. Now, he had a commitment to Rothfire. Does that mean Rothfire's going home? I don't know, there's got to be some something to it, um, whether he had a proper commit to Rothfire or he had to run well, or whether he's just said, oh, I think Wild Ruler's a better ride, or whether Rothfire might be going home. More on that to come. Let's go to the Gilgai Stakes. Ronnie Duffersey, over to you. Well, Kementari. give him a slot. <laughs> <laughs> there's plenty of slots left. There's we might have another one there. Well, they, they, all, they all wanted to retire this horse. Godolphin wanted to retire him and send him out a blaze of glory and I called for him to, he can race till he's 10 this horse and here he is, look at him, first up here. Why does it still work because of you? I, I think so, I'll take the rap and, and look at him, oh, look at him savaging the line. <laughs> what a great horse. He's a great horse, he's a beautiful he's, horse. I, I say give him a slot. Just think of the, the, Hang on. the, the, I, the turnover. I people... The turnover? Yeah. Well, the, the people love him. <laughs> Yeah, they do. He lost an hour of sleep last night. <laughs> yeah. No, they do love him. Yes. I, I actually can back he could his come up. All the photographers. Okay. Okay. Here's the Everest field as it stands. Now, Rothfire <laughs> is in trouble. Mm -hmm. If Tim Clark is now on Wild Ruler, it's either Rothfire's going home or they need a new... Well, they, the other thing is they need a new rider. Yeah. There's the two options. Go over the page and we have... Two slots missing. 
Now, before you get carried away, champ, <laughs> let's just see how it looks. Right. Let's see. Now, how does that look to you? Oh, beautiful. Uh, that would bring so much press to this race. You know, it's, it's a race where there's no rules. There are no rules. <laughs> and that would prove it beyond a doubt. The controversy <laughs> makes this race. That could make the front and back page. Kementari makes the Everest. It won't happen. <laughs> it won't happen. Who, um, who are they going to pick? Uh, it, it's it's got to be trekking, hasn't it? It looks that way. I'd love it to be Paul Ailey. Because he's that stalker. It won't be ingratiating. There's ingratiating in the all blue. Mm. The stable mate, Kalos, in the white cap uh, wins. But ingratiating drops out of the screen here. Yeah, that's uh, not, yeah, it's not him ingratiating, but Kalos is the one, he comes out of a Hawkesbury maiden, and they, uh, they wrapped him after winning that maiden, and they were proven correct with a, a pretty soft win, so he could well be an improving horse, but they're, they're not Everest horses. Um, this market is, we've got a new favourite, haven't we? Classic yeah, Legend. Classic Legend moved into favourite uh, this week. Uh, he's trialled brilliantly. Uh, then you've got Nature Strip, Mask Crusader. Now, Home Affairs, uh, Chris Wallace spoke to you on radio yesterday morning and he's done very well. There's going to be a meeting with Coolmore this week to decide if he's the horse to take the slot. Yep. Um, geez, there's, there's getting out the big odds. Horses like Gitra and Eduardo, mm. like they're, yeah. they're blowing for doing running out of the greatest, the best leader. Yes. But we and found running that very, very well. We found that each week... There was a lead-out race. Out of mind. It was out of sight, out of mind, and the market would adjust. Mm. Yeah, I think we're going to learn more about this race this week, obviously, and maybe even today. All right. Um, here was uh, Hugh Bowman uh, winning the Metropolitan to bring up his milestone. Yeah, she's she's a good mare. She oh, she's won three great ones now, hasn't she? And, she, yeah, well, she won yeah. the flight on this day last year. Yep. She backed up a week later to win the spring champion, and it's been 12 months in the making. She gets back on the board with the Metropolitan. Yeah, and I think she's a stronger man now, and she's much maligned. She shouldn't be. She's going to run really well in a Caulfield Cup. She's got 51 kilos. She'll get a little penalty, I'd say, uh, being being a, a New South Wales from New South Wales, she'll, she'll get an extra half or two or something. But anyway, um, we'll see what happens there. But she'll run really well in the in the in the Caulfield Cup. Obviously, we'll talk about the favourite there later. Um, what are we going to say about this field? And Tom was very brave. Three weeks running, he was heavily backed, and he he nearly he nearly pulled it off here. Harpo Marks, he's been tough all preparation. He loves Ramwick. And I want to give ticks to four horses going forward. Well, mainly three horses. Zayrek, uh, Luncey's, I think they can be placed to win, I don't know, whether they, there's a race here for them over 2,400, another one. Uh, and Charm Star, Dry Track. Um, she didn't have a lot of luck there, and that was a big improvement going to a group one and running well. Great House was okay. Other than that, um, Class mare, the winner. Class mare. Yeah, just head and heels above. I think she's. It's very interesting to note that they didn't. You know, the question marks whether she stayed, but I think that that's now well and truly been ticked, and she's going to get stronger as a, as her distances get longer. Well, they run two twenty seven seventy nine. The, the the class and track record uh, held since two thousand and ten is two twenty six. 
36. So that's a pretty quick race yeah. after we'd had she's, a... And she's, a few, yeah. she's that three wide as well. I know. She's good. Um, David Payne, offended by anyone who suggested she wouldn't get a mile <laughs> and a half. Uh, here is David Payne in the middle of the moment, Hugh Bowman. So nice for you. Yep. You know, 100 group ones. Well, you know what it's like. You've yeah. trained over a hundred group Yeah, ones. but I'm a little bit older than you. <laughs> <laughs> you might be older than all of us, David. Uh, but she's special. That's a third yeah. group one win right here at Randwick. Yeah, and you know she was she had a, she did it a bit tough three wide yeah. most of the way. So, but I, I just left it to you. I said, no instructions. Do what you want to do. Isn't that the best way to be when you got him on top? He wouldn't have listened anyway. I've had a wonderful association with her, and 12 months ago we were unexpected winners of the flight stakes and she's gone on to achieve at the highest level since then and also run consistently but I, I must admit that it's a great milestone, I'm very proud to, to have achieved it and obviously one horse was involved in a quarter of those hundred victories so that in itself is amazing but I really miss having the atmosphere, like it, it really is a bit of a damn, it's great that we're racing but the, the people and the fans and the race, race goers on these big days in particular, just make the, make the atmosphere for what it is and it just doesn't feel the same without them. So also for my darling wife, Christine, and my two kids, uh, they can't be here, which is a shame, but um, Christine's been there every step of the way through thick and thin and I'm just so proud to be able to do it for, for us. I've won some wonderful races that haven't made it into that Group 1 level too. One that does exclude it is the Everest, so we're going to try and do that this year hopefully, but... No, all in all, I've had a wonderful career. Um, hopefully there's still some good years ahead and there has been a little bit of a readjustment since Wink's retirement and, you know, I think that's shown in my riding, but I'm really trying to do my best to regain the momentum that, that I was accustomed to. I don't feel I'm there yet, but this um, race is certainly a stepping stone towards that, so out I'm of, very proud. Out of the 100, is there one that just steps a little bit above the rest? Um, I... My, my, association, my association with Winks, but uh, with her, like she's in a different gear altogether and it's hard to compare anything to any of her wins, but uh, the Japan Cup really comes to mind because the sacrifice that was made by myself and my family to go over there and really, you know, we threw caution to the wind, so to speak, to try and make something happen and uh, all the ducks lined up for me. I got on the horse two weeks out and... Uh, Chevelle Grand went on to win one of the biggest races on the planet. So if I had to pick one that excluded Winks, it's that race for sure. Now, that's interesting, isn't it? Mm. You, you soon forget that he won a Japan Cup. Yeah, I, I forgot all about it, out of sight, out of mind. Mm. But he, a big race, the Japan Cup to win. And, and that excitement he had with Winks along the way. and mm. Unbelievable. A quarter, a quarter of his uh, hundred come with Winks. Uh, here is Think It Over. Gone are the days when he goes around 20 to 1 gets under people's guards, they dish him up odds on now. Yeah, and they keep collecting. Um, he's just got a... He, well, like I said, I've said it a few times, he's a legitimate weight for age horse now. He's got tactical speed, he's got desire, he gets the job done. Um, this is his eighth win, he's, you know, a couple, couple of million bucks. Um, he's always going to win from about here, wasn't he? And they, Although he'd give a really good fight there, um, shared ambition, but it was set up for him. What about uh, Cepheus? Um, the blinkers on, dry track, that's a much better run from him, although we get carried away because of the sprint home there. And um, he's going to 
not his style of race, KO Nautique. Um, he's ready to win, win the right race, that horse. Um, yeah, Dewey was, I think Dewey was disappointed in her. But Dewey I, Bowman yeah. sounded very disappointed in, her, he, in his uh, post-race quote. I think his expectations am, of her are very high. Yeah, I'm disappointed with her today, to be honest with you. Well, you okay, he's filthy on her then. But I, I, surely you've got to forgive a staying man like that when you... The it's way a, the race when was When they're run. coming home in 33, six. Yeah, I agree. That's not, she's not a 33, six mare. It was a sit and sprint, the race. That's why you saw him working into it, because it was completely inadequate tempo for a race like her, for a horse like her. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't, I, I couldn't, you cannot put the pen through her on one run. You've got to have another look at her with her, her progression. Oh, she yeah. looks... You couldn't knock her as well. No, no. Edward said she could improve. I don't know how much shinier she can get. Mm. She looks absolutely amazing. Yeah. Uh, well, Kerry Parker, the trainer, uh, his, his original aim, he wanted to go to a Cox Plate, but now with the Craven Plate in a fortnight, and then a fortnight after that, the Rose Hill Gold Cup, uh, if, think it over, any horse can win both the Craven Plate and Rose Hill Gold Cup, there's a million dollar bonus on offer. So there's a lot of money to stay here. That was a million dollar race, the Hill Stakes. Here's Kerry Parker after the race. I am smiling under this mask. <laughs> no, absolutely wrapped. I'm really, really happy for uh, Richard Johnson, you know, for, for making the call to, to keep him here in Sydney. He's, he's half a million dollar rich enough for that call. So I was absolutely thrilled to get the job done for him. Yeah, it was always going to be a race of tactics, you know. The, when, when you looked at it, the, the map was always going to be, you know, they were just going to be, you thought those two would go forward and sort of control it. but. Uh, uh, just his will to win, you know, he, he showed that a couple of times. He's, he's just got good courage and he just keeps trying all the way to the line. He's a real bulldog and he tries so hard and um, oh, I'm just so happy for the, uh, for the team, you know, they've done a magnificent job and, you know, it's hard for folks like Kerry to get a horse like this, but he's just showcased him so well and had him spot on every time he's come to the race. You know, we can go to the Cox Plate next year and, and he's that type of horse, sure, but... Um, with the prize money on offer up here and the way things are, he's, he's pulled the right brain. So there's Nash and uh, Kerry Parker. Now to Farlap. Let's go to Melbourne, the Turnbull, incentivise. We were lucky enough to see him in Queensland. He was, he was something to watch up there. He's taken it to another level. He's now with Peter Moody and Brett Pe Preble's jumped on board. Watch him lift here. Watch him lift when they come to him after being pestered all the way. I tell you what, he's got to live with a boom now. They're calling him the next might and power. Um, I think you may have said, yeah, I said he looks, he reminds me of Vaux Rogue, but uh, if Anthony Allen, you said to be, so if Anthony Allen was still on him, he would be very much compared to Vaux Rogue mm. um, with that profile that he's small, got. Like, yeah. yeah, yep. Oh, he's obviously withstood unexpected pressure there yesterday. He just keeps going. He just, he, he must have you big think, set of you lungs think, on him. You think he's going to get beaten and then you look, you glance back and everything else is off the bit and he just keeps going. He's just so incredibly tough. He must just break their hearts mm. and I, I I'm, I mean, I was a believer, but I'm, I'm a true believer after that performance. Have they, are they, I still think they're not riding him right. I, I think once they get, in the, they should do a might and power on him in the Caulfield Cup. Wait till he, wait till he gets loose. Yeah, let him loose. Um, I, I, look, I'm still a little worried about that race. That's the first time ever I could say Very Elegant was disappointing mm. in her career. There's got to be more to that. Yep. You know, I know those four-year-olds both went really well there, Young Werther, and I, I'm really interested in Explosive Jack for the Melbourne Cup. I'm really interested in him. Um, 
Kieran Maher's got a lot of young stayers there that could just put their hand up for um, well, the way so this what, So incentivise his, his next two runs would be... Caulfield Cup, Melbourne Cup. Caulfield, Caulfield Cup would be his next one and we'll see what happens from there. But, could he you run know, it, you've got Chapada you run running third, not, not far away. Um, it's a dragon written upside down. He can only beat what he's beating. Yes, we all say that. And and if you want to jump on there, you've got to take a very short price. Yeah, yeah. take a very short price. I'm, I'm just watching and admiring. No, we, we love to cheer yeah. on a good horse, and especially a horse that can gallop like that. Mm. I've spoken to a, a couple of people, one person in particular, and he told me and when he saw him in Queensland, this is Gary Fennessy, he said he reminded him of really tough old mm. staying types, well obviously not just staying types, but he just is a, a really, um, he's an older style horse, he gets mm. out, he rolls along, he is. and mm. he almost just runs them into the ground. And We saw some good horses during that Brisbane Carnival, but we saw two horses that were just amazing. Zaki and Incentivise. Yeah. You'll never see a bigger Doom and Cup win than what Zaki, and he's got on with it, and Incentivise has got on with it. Could they well, potentially meet in a, in a Cox Plate, or would yeah. that be...? Oh, they're not going to run him in everything, surely. Mm. You know, his six wins in Queensland were... His average, uh, I think the, the margin was 41 lengths or something. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't got loose yet. He hasn't been let loose. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we haven't even got to Cool and Gatter yet. Wouldn't it be, lo wouldn't it be lovely to go to Cool and Gatter? <laughs> That's where we're going after this. So long, <laughs> okay, uh, as we forecast earlier in the show, we do have uh, a horse out of the Everest. Rothfire has been withdrawn. Uh, Tim Clark, we heard, was going on to Wild Ruler and now confirmation has come through that he's left Rothfire to go on to Wild Ruler because Rothfire has a problem. Now, uh, Robert Heathcote has said that he's got a joint problem now. Yeah, just a slight joint problem and he's just going to put the horse first, so understandable. So James Kennedy now has some more work to do. Uh, Kementari's available? He's available. Um, get on the phone to... Vin? Vin, Vin, yeah, you can broker a deal there. It might be a tough one. <laughs> you, could help, you could help with negotiations, can I can you? help. I can be a middleman if you want. Okay, well. For a small fee. Let's have a look at this girl. Uh, now, to put this into context, we're going to see the Colts in a moment, but the Phillies blew the Colts away on the clock. Yeah, they did, and big time. And this filly, so much Enthar about her, wasn't there? Mm -hmm. that 3D, no cover, travelled, got into that big stride of hers and lengthened. Um, just a natural, just a complete natural and very, very good filly. Um, uh, you know, it was a carbon copy of Enthar last year. He sat three wide, he sat three wide on Enthar. She naturally just, you know, sort of, floated along and then the turn of foot. Everything is comparable. Let's hope we see her for longer. Yeah, that's right. Hopefully she's a sound or doesn't run into any problems with horses, Ken. Trisana, very well educated. Philly did a good job. Uh, Penetario set up that fast time and stuck on well. I'm convinced the two big, big, big improvers out of this race are the stable mates. Uh, Wild Calm and Mumbai Jewel. They're, the, um, they're not in the winners' league, but I'm keeping an eye on they them. They will be. Well, 
I like your confidence. Yeah, I think they will be. The improvement that they've got yeah, in them, I think it's nice big. Yeah, yeah. They might be golden gifts sort of stuff. Let's, I don't know what they're thinking with Cool and Gatter. Uh, because she, what do they do with her? But the, the other two fillies are improved. I spoke to Jack Bruce and I said, make sure you just wrap her up in cotton wool, mm, <laughs> walk yeah. in there every single day and make so sure she's perfect. The golden gift is a million dollar race. And that gets you straight into the and slip. Or oh, she would be with that run, then with winning the gym crack. Yeah, she'd be close to it. You know, um, it's a good character, Golden Gift. So it gives the trainers time to plan, plot a path. All right, let's go. And uh, James McDonald's doing impressions now, by the way. Is he? Yes. Uh, here's Jack Bruce <laughs> and James McDonald. It's probably just relief more than anything. You've, uh, the team have had so much belief in the source and um, such a good group of clients involved. It's just pleasing to see her rip clear. It's hard to get a thrill like that in racing, but it certainly comes close to the best. And the, the team have always said she's just so natural. And um, as, as I said, Kieran and Dave haven't done too much with her. Just let her get here on her own raw ability. And it, it's just really pleasing to see. She's such a... Um, a well-built filly and just such a such a pleasure to look at. She does everything right. She's just exactly cut and paste of Entha. Um, <laughs> everything similar about her, the way she acts and the way she gallops is um, is very professional and very easy to ride, especially when you're um, coming up against a lot of green horses. But Karen educates them in Melbourne, brings them here, and then they. They're way to go, but um, very smart filly. She's just been through the, the professional school, so she she's just like an older horse to ride. Except she does get a little bit fizzy, but as you expect from a young horse, very enthusiastic. But um, it's hard to muck up rides like that when she's so professional. But um, I remember Karen ringing me for the ride, and he, you know how slow he is at talking. <laughs> there was a big pause on there. How you going? And then a pause. Do you want to ride a fast two-year-old? <laughs> and he's hit the nail on the head. Oh. <laughs> Next time Kieran rings, I just think, yeah, I'll ride it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as he pauses, I'll ride it, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Sajardin winning the uh, Breeders' Plate for Gary Portelli. A, a great performance. It was. A uh, nice, cool um, performance. Um, Gary was so confident uh, coming into this race. Um, look, he'd, he'd hardly run into the, uh, the fastest trial, uh, but he's... He, 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 he was ridden very patiently and, well, gets the job done. You, you liked him yesterday. Yeah, he's, a, he's just a little professional. He did everything right. He's got a nice physique as well. I love those horses this time of year who are so well balanced, mm -hmm. like Cool and Gatter. They've just got that really even look from their withers to their hind quarter, and that's exactly how he looked yesterday. And I thought he was going to be a tragedy beating because he ran into a couple of dead ends, didn't yeah. he? That's a great tip by you. First time you've laid eyes on him, because you weren't at the trials. No, oh, no. That's a good tip. Uh, nearly a better one later, got beat, but anyway. Um, <laughs> Zambezi River is, is more upside to come obvious with him. He's a high profile cult and emperor. I thought he was terrific. He was wide, no cover. He was galloped on. And he's work in progress. He might need a break, uh, but he'll develop into a lovely horse. Hard to say, overachieved. Uh, Kaboo, shin saw, abnormal noise. He is a horse that um, I think he's all right. Once yeah. to the bottom he's just line. he's got so much going on. Yeah. Uh, just a question to you, Ronnie. With these two-year-olds running such you know a, a lesser time than the fillies, do they have the scope to improve, or is that what level they are at? No, well that's that level that for the time being. But I think there's some improvers amongst them. Like she was just an up and running two-year-old. What you see is what you get. But these horses are uh, they, they didn't run 
anywhere near the time, but they are improvers. They're, they're, you can't just say, oh, they're, they're a second off the pace, because that can change. Uh, here's Gary Portelli and Jason Collett. He's a really nice horse. He's got the best attitude. He's a good type of horse, and um, it, it's good to see he's strong at the end of the race. That's the best part about it going forward. He's, not oh, a, he's just not all speed. No, that's right. You know, and, and you know, when he drew the bad gate, I said, oh, won't worry, this bloke, we're going to get back anyway. The only worry I had was when he got his foot up behind the gate, so lucky enough that the stewards and the vets there were, uh, made the right decision to let him run. This fella's been one that's crept up on us. He was always a good type. I, I wanted to buy him from Thomas or a photo of him as a, as a yearling. I trained for the owner. He kept a good leg in him. And I, I sold the rest to some great friends of mine. And, um, yeah, he just kept improving. The riders always liked, you know, the way he felt. But just in the last week or so, and particularly he trialled nicely, but then his work during the week was spot on and, and we thought we'd bring the horse ready to win. What was the saying you used before? I didn't have him set for the barrier trials, mate. They were set for race day. He got his leg caught in the gate uh, and thankfully there wasn't any damage done. Was where we sort of had the vet check and... Look, to be honest, usually when it happens, he was a bit more wound up than he was at the trial. Obviously, he knew a bit more, but yeah, it's not a not a good sign, that's for sure. Yeah, disappointed for a run at the top of the straight. I think I drew 10 or 11 and I was three back fence, so I was quite happy with that. But yeah, disappointed at the top of the straight, but like the trial, he gave me a really good feel and he had plenty of, plenty of horse to work with and able to manoeuvre a, a run like that in the straight and looked pretty easy in the end. Uh, let's go back to the opening race on the program, the Midway. They ran quick, uh, 1,000 metres, Fox Fighter over the top of them. Pretty impressive. Um, uh, there were some well-judged rides on, winning rides on the day, plenty of them, but this was one of the better ones, and great to see Andrew Atkins back in the city winner's circle. Um, just a well-timed, well-judged ride from a obviously improving horse. Talk about fast times. Um, he went faster than Cool and Gatter, so are we getting too excited? I don't know, this is a sharp bunch of thousand metre horses. Uh, Delexo, very tough riding the speed, Capital Rain's done a good job, just, uh, you know, for his first defeat this preparation. He's honest, isn't he? Lancaster Bomber, and um, other than that, um, the winner was just too good. Here's Wairiri Falls winning the benchmark 88 over a mile. Uh, Chris Waller Quinella. Yeah, they overdid it, they all, it was on the cards and they overdid it and this horse was going to win before the turn. It was set up for him. He's been up a while but he's genuine and he uh, he capitalised on it. Another check for big boy Roy Al Mahaha. Two good runs now. Maybe he's got to, they'll be thinking about him. Maybe for that last Kosciuszko uh, slot. Taksu hung, did a few things wrong but he'll spell now and I reckon he'll come back alright Taksu. He's just uh, might want a wet track and I want to follow a horse there, Olympic Gaze. He's, he's, he's a ratings, whatever he is, but when he goes back to the midweeks over at ground, I want to follow him. Now, we picked them up around the home turn here, big parade. Uh, earlier in the race, uh, Darren Flindell went looking for him. Punters were worried. Mark Newnham, the trainer, nearly walked away. Leave it up to Josh Parr. Yeah, he went to Plan B, and Plan B, plan B worked. I was looking for him as well, and I was looking for Gravina, and I got the shock of my life. Uh, when she, when he, he was back last, near, near last, uh, within, I thought, I'm scared to look at his sectionals um, because I think they'd be off the chart because uh, they did not go hard there in that race. Uh, actually, I, I wrote down 33.65, so he's broken 33 for sure, Gravina, so mm. 
legitimate excuses. That's two times now, though, and you've got to pay the penalty or to make unders again next time. All right, uh, we'll take a uh, break when we come back. Uh, we'll update the Kosciuszko market, and we'll see if they've uh, put a new market for the Everest up. Not that it will change much, but Rothfire is officially out of the Everest. James Kennedy, a new slot holder, looking for a new runner. Okay, we're just about uh, run out of time. Here is uh, the Kosciuszko market uh, to be run on Everest Day. Handle the truth. Ronnie, you're still convinced? Yeah, I'm a believer. I'm a believer. That edit looked good the other day. It did, didn't it? And so did Spirinac. Yes. Spirinac is now like in the We keep forgetting he's out of sight, out of mind. He's yeah. going to go there first up. So the Kosciuszko, more news during the week on the final makeup of that field and uh, we are going to wait for James Kennedy to make a decision on who replaces Rothfire in the Everest. No news on that yet but it's only just happened so I don't think he'd be picking one, uh, finding out at 9 o'clock it's out or no. and then at 9.30 picking a new one. Uh, spring champion. Profondo, head of state, the horses that fought out the gloaming. Yeah, the three. And, and Benno, mm. who yeah. was a He's an improver. great run. Yeah. Uh, that market looks about right, doesn't it? They look the, um, the, out of the lead-ups. They're the three. Yep. Silver Eagle next week as well. Yep. And we got the grand final today. Good luck to the grand finals. South and Penrith. We'll have mm. two. Actually, we'll have two new premiers by Monday. Could be, it, could, it, could oh, well be, yeah, it could be a very well good done. weekend for Joe Pride. <laughs> yes. Joe Pride will be cheering the South Sydney, yeah. and so will Lesbridge. Oh, yeah. And so will He's our very own weeks coming up. Glenn Munsey. Yes. Oh, I, I couldn't stand it if South won. South won. So go the Panthers. Yeah. Go the Panthers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy the rest of the weekend.